Nashville, Tennessee, Nash Vegas. It is the SEC Football Media Days live coverage presented by our friends at Hall's Chop House here inside the press box. Mike Grace along with Bart Heitch. And I say I little, played a little sweet home there because our next guest uh, anchored down in uh, in sweet home Alabama. Pat Smith has been uh, been there for years, been doing radio. Absolutely. And, yeah, I first got to know him when he was, was Paul pa- Feinbaum's partner on I the know. Paul Feinbaum show for, Crazy. for how long. And then, of course, now part of Three Man Front along with Landrum Roberts. And uh, you guys might have the best producer in the business. John Saber. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. 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 John is uh, it is awesome. We're so blessed to have him. Well, great to, to have you with us, sir. Nice to have you here. How many have you do you have you, do you keep count? How many SEC football you, uh, this is done? number thirty. Wow. This is really number thirty. I'm surprised Bart didn't have me a cake, but you yeah, can buy yeah, me a yeah. drink later, yeah, Bart. Yeah. I would love to. <laughs> That's like 72 I've got about it. I love that. Uh, yeah, Mike, it was crazy because uh, back in 1993, I was at the uh, it was at the Medical Forum in downtown Birmingham. Yeah. At the Sheridan. I'll never forget because, you know, you walk into the radio room, you take your little Marantz. Right, Mike, right. me and you old I've school. I've got one, yeah. Okay, one there you go. Case, yeah. um, so I don't know what that is. You walk in with a Marantz recorder, and there's literally about six people in the radio room. And yeah, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. Jim Fife, because Jim's doing morning, oh, morning radio yeah, down yeah, in Montgomery. Yeah. Yeah. You got Bill King up here in Nashville at WLAC. He's in there. I'm in there from WERC. And about three other guys, Bart. And I'm serious. And like a coach would come in, yeah, and yeah. he'd sit behind a table like this. You know, no fancy gizmos. And you drop your mic on the table, and you, they just say, hey, you know, ask a question. And, and they tell you what's – I know, that's a Morant. That's it. That's it, man. Yeah. I mean, I'm afraid someone will explode if I touch that thing. It's like a it's like a it's like a trigger. The the remote studio right here, man. That's all you need. That's all you need. It was amazing just because you were able to have that one-on-one conversation with somebody, and it it wasn't like let me go through 17 different press press people to try to to talk to somebody. It was just it was a more simple time. It was before the internet exploded, and. That was the way that you got your news. Yeah, and, and again, it, it, you know, we talked about it earlier. They still call it Radio Row, but it's 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 way more than that. There's podcasts galore. There's all kind of folks now that 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 are that are up here. So I'm not sure Radio Row is an accurate description anymore, man. So, Pat, I'm curious of those thirty, and I'm sure there's one that stands out more than most of. What what is the most memorable, just shocking thing you've seen at an SEC media base? It was probably the fact that we were involved, talking about the Paul Feinbaum show, we were involved with Tommy Gallion in a lawsuit that involved Philip Fulmer. And so Philip Fulmer was supposed to come to SEC Football Media Days in Birmingham. And he was scared to death that he was going to be served a subpoena to be a part of this mm-hmm. lawsuit. Yes. And Philip Fulmer said, I'm not coming. And so if anybody used to watch the old Charlie's Angels where they used to have the little box where Charlie talked out of, you remember how the speaker? That's what it was. That's what Philip Fulmer did SEC Media Days. He did it remotely. This was the days before Zoom and, and video technology. He did it on a box. He called in from his office. That's how he did Media Days because he was scared to death to walk through those revolving doors at the Winfrey 
that he was going to get served papers. So was it the next year? But didn't didn't he like get out of a get out of? Yeah, was he, it the next year? It was the next year. Right. It okay. was the next year. So yeah, that that went on for a couple years. <laughs> you know that that was big. And then I, I will tell you guys, just a couple years ago, Mike, when we're in Birmingham, and Pete Zerneman, excuse me, Brent Zerneman breaks the story out of Houston. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean that's right up there. I mean because we're all looking at each other like, man, this has been like really. Well kept secret, yeah, and Mike, yeah. you know, in this business, there's oh, man, nobody nobody keeps secrets. No. And then all of a sudden, we're going, "Are you serious?" And we're all vetting like what's going on. And Brent's a great reporter. And then when that started happening, it just the rest of media days was just turned and, upside and, down. And let's think about that because we've had a couple of years to get used to the idea now. But when it broke, the the thought of Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big Twelve to come to the SEC. It was nuts. It was crazy. I mean, we're, we're still trying to get grasp of it now. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm telling you, that was a big one. And, of course, then you had the fun one where Tim Tebow was asked by a certain member of the media about his virginity. And so that really, really made Mike's life not a very happy commissioner. He was. You could just see the transformation I don't, of I don't emotion. know if anybody's ever had their, their, their credential revoked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. it was. That was close. It was very, very close. Wow. Very, very close that day. That is wild. Um, I, look, I know you've got a great partners now. We talk about a three-man front, but let's go back to the fine bomb days, man. Absolutely. I just think, um, and what Paul has done, what he's taken from what was a local show mm-hmm. in Birmingham and built it into a, a national brand and a national product, partnered now with the SEC Network, part of the SEC Nation crew. Yep. I mean, to, to watch Paul do what he's done, uh, from your vantage point, had to be a pretty cool little little uh, adventure. No, it really was. It was really great because, uh, you know, I went with him to ESPN for two years, right. and then uh, they wanted me to relocate back or to Charlotte. I was doing everything remotely from yeah, Birmingham. Yeah, yeah. And so with my family, everything involved, I decided I needed to stay home, and that's when after 23 years with Paul, I had to make the tough decision, hey, that's when I went back to just doing jocks. Yeah. And we the first meeting, Mike, we had in Bristol, Connecticut, where we're sitting in this big old fancy boardroom with all these ESPN executives from from Hartford, from New York, from Boston, you know, they're all in there, and and they start asking us about, uh, you know, define the Paul Feinbaum show, define what you guys would like for it to be, and most of those people had the old Mike and Mike programming wheel in their head, yeah, meaning, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, every every you know seven or eight minutes we're we're going to change topics, we're going to you know think of the show as sixteen different shows, not just one show. And then uh, it was my turn to speak. <laughs> and, of course, I'm nervous, and I'm, my voice is cracking, and I'm just, like, going, um, we, we take phone calls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? Like, like, how many phone lines do you need? Um, we got 10 in Birmingham. What? Yeah. Mike and Mike's got one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like, yeah. Mm, no, you're going to need to install this, this a, is a, little different a, animal a few here. more. Yeah, yeah. So ESPN knew right out of the gate that this was going to be a different show, Mike, where it was going to be we're going to embrace the fan. We're going to continue that communication yep. and, and have the frivolity that you have. And so that's one thing that I'm really glad that the show has not lost yes. throughout time. Um, and Paul himself, come on now, this is a unique individual, is he not? <laughs> I mean, come on. Listen, he is an equal opportunity hater. I have said that from day one. We would sit in the press box, Bart. We'd be sitting in the press box, and we'd be sitting there, and everybody's like, oh, oh he wants to win. He wants to win. You know, most gamblers will say, you know, whoever covers, that's who I'm for. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. For us on Saturdays, we'd literally be sitting at Jordan Hare or Bryant Denny, and we'd be going, okay, whoever's going to lose, 
who's going to give us the best show Monday? Yeah, yeah. Who's oh, who's going to yeah. give us the yeah? Be- that's what's it. the yeah. what's the that's best angle? And I promise you, he went to Tennessee. You know, there were times that we were boycotted by Alabama fans. Mm-hmm. We were boycotted by Auburn fans. It didn't matter. It, it, the whole point of it was that we wanted to produce the best show, and we let the chips fall where they may. So I have a great fine bomb story that nobody knows about. Uh-oh. You know, 10 who are parking lot in Tuscaloosa. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's been about three hours there after the, uh, was, the LSU game. I saw y'all. I was standing there. I watched y'all the whole, and I watched Paul fidget in that front. I don't remember if you were driving. I was driving. I was driving. I want to know what that what that was like in that car. I sat there. And it, it was at least two and a half hours, wasn't it? Uh, well, well, you know, the backseat drivers um, multiply that times twenty because you know Paul just does this, like like hop that curb. Like we got to get out of here. Like do this. Do that. Out a couple of times. Oh and, yeah. Like, look, Paul, we can't do that. We can't do that. No, I'm not doing that. You know, so, it, yeah, it, I'm glad you saw this. Well, the thing was, I really felt for you, and I didn't know you yeah. really, or I definitely don't know Paul at the time, but I was just like, it, I, I became completely enamored with it. Because if anybody's ever tried to get out of Tuscaloosa by Publix after a big bass, <laughs> or a big football game at night, you forget it. Try traveling after these national championship games. Oh, wow. Like, like what we end up doing typically is he would go, okay, we need to strategically place ourselves at the other end of the field. Like when Auburn won the national championship in, in Arizona, yeah. where the field goal was being kicked, oh my. we're on the other end. Oh, and the man. reason why is because we had a plane to catch. Yeah. And that was the quickest way for us to get in a cab yeah. and, and, and get to, uh, you know, to Sky Harbor. And yes. get, the, get the heck out of Phoenix as soon as possible. So typically. And it's a good drive from Glendale to Skyhawk. Yeah. Park, 40 minutes. Yeah. So, you know, it, it was a situation with Paul, especially at these big games. Yeah. You know, we weren't going to be right in the thick of it. We were going to be off to the side so we can make an easy exit. So you learned from the 9-6 to six game that night. Um, you, you better preparations, Pat Smith. Yes. That, that was a long, long day and a long night. But it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Pat Smith is a regular part of Three Man Front, along with Landon Roberts and John Sabair, and he's with us here at uh, SEC Football Media Days, presented by Hall's Chop House, and in the hot seat, brought to you by Hollis Wright and Clay Law Firm. Um, I, I, we all change. Are we, we talking Braves? Are we, are we wow, talking baseball? You, well, after yesterday, I don't know if I want to, but look, no, the Braves have been fantastic. It's we just saw a, Reds. A, a weird anomaly. I'm a Reds fan now. Um, you know, they lose two in a row to the White Sox. They lost to the A's. Cease is a good pitcher, though. He's good. He is. That's true. That's he's good. And he nailed it. He nailed the the, the the Braves down yesterday. Again, just limited. But that you know offense. what? All right. So let me ask you this question, because I know that you're a huge Braves fan. Huge Braves fan. And so if they were to win it this year, yeah, that would give them two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you go back to the old days uh-huh. and you got the one. You one. Yeah. 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 Is this a better era of Braves baseball? Compared to that, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Uh, because again, that that's the one thing about the, all all those years. And look, they were they were great, but the offense was as good as it was. It wasn't right. what this team is now. We don't have Smoltz and Maddox and and Glavin and that group. I say we. I hate the guys do that. Why would I do that? Uh, the Braves. The Braves. <laughs> you earned that. Hundred The Braves. Um, but, I, yeah, it's, it's all about winning the thing. And if you could win mm-hmm. two in a span of three years, yeah, I, I would say this is a better I mean, run. they're on pace for 102 wins. I was looking at MLB Popline the other day because my Cardinals are in last place, and I'm sitting there thinking, okay, what pieces can we get rid of? To the Reds. And, no, and let, and let me see who we potentially. And so I just said, well, let me, just, let me click on the Braves here. Let me see what their top ten prospects Nine of their top 11 prospects are pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Are 
pitchers. Well, think about That's how they built it back in the day, too. Think about what they've managed this year without Kyle Wright. Yeah. The, the league's only 20-game winner a year ago. You got without, a 60-year-old Charlie Morton. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Well, and a, and a, and a bunch of youngsters. I mean, a, a guy. A Elder. Guy, a guy, who who a guy, thought Elder was going to do what he does? The guy went to the All-Star game who started opening night at Gwinnett. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. from, from, from opening True. night starter at Gwinnett to the All-Star game. Um, and, again, they've got the lowest ERA of, of any staff in Major League Baseball. So Crazy. It really is. And I, I always point to the guy in the in the big office, man, what Alex Anthopoulos has done. Uh, you know, I think he got the first baseman he wanted. We all love Freddie Freeman. Yeah. But I think Alex Anthopoulos got the first baseman he wanted in Matt Olson. And who thought? who knew we knew it needed a catcher? And who would have thought that that relationship that they had to get Olsen probably allowed the conversation to get Murphy? Absolutely. So, yeah. I mean, that was big. And speaking of your Reds, since they rolled off 12 in a row. Lost four now. They've lost four in a row, but they're 9-9 nine and nine out of their last 18. Yeah. Why do you think? All right. My, and I've started watching. I, and I haven't watched baseball in years since Jeter retired. Ellie De La Cruz no, he's made fantastic. me just yeah. – the skill set is unlike anything I've ever seen. Um Literally, I mean, just the length. Mm -hmm. The but the good teams, the Braves, the Brewers, the Brewers these pitching, teams, yeah, they're locating and they're consistently hitting these spots. And the Reds are having a. And, uh, is it just smoke and mirrors what we saw before the break? Yes. Are, are the Reds possibly? No, it, it's smoke and mirrors. They will finish below 500. That's my prediction. And yeah, the reason yeah. why is because they're currently eighth in the National League in hitting. Mm -hmm. They're thirteenth in pitching. Right. So. Again, if you're going to have bad pitching, I can speak for my Cardinals. Mm -hmm. If you're going to have bad pitching, you better be like the Colorado Rockies. Yeah, yeah. And, and you better be hitting about 285 or 290 to cover up your pitching. And, and the Reds just don't have the pitching yet. Okay, to that point. They need to go out. Well, they do need to go out, but they also drafted two high-level college pitchers. And now not just the Reds, but the Skeens and the Pirates, if mm -hmm. they want to make them, I probably won't. Are we going to sit – I mean, are, are a lot of these – ready, pro-ready pitchers that get drafted, are we going to see them pitch? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This year? Yeah. I, I, think you, uh, I think you might see Skeens. I do, too. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I, I really do. I think you're going to see the Wake Forest kid for the Reds, too. Yeah, you possibly could because, you know, they might be in a situation where the Reds might not have a lot to potentially offer someone at the trade deadline mm -hmm. that they want to give up. Right. So go ahead and bring them up and see what you got. So – didn't mean to interrupt no, you, but, no, no. but I know you're a huge baseball fan like I am, and I, and I just absolutely love it, and and can't wait. I'll be there whenever we get back. I got a got a game on Saturday. I think it is, so we'll we'll look forward to that. But, I, below 500. Yeah, yeah, I'm great. So, and, and I mean, look, and we saw it this weekend. The, 80, the 80, Brewers, the 80 and Brewers, 82. That's my prediction for the Reds. The Brewers are the Brewers some are better action. team. He talks about some action. Okay, yeah. Yeah. all right. Milwaukee's the better team in the I, Central. No doubt. Believe in that. Brewers are now ten games over 500. Yeah. They've kind of righted the ship. This is the guy to ask the question. We've been going back and forth on. Okay, talk to us about Alabama football in 2023, man. I mean, they lost two games by a total of four points, both on the last play of the game last year. I understand they lose Bryce Young. I understand they lose Will Anderson. I understand they lose a lot. I understand they got two new coordinators. They still got a guy named Saban. Um, I am not. I am not passing on Alabama as of yet. I'm not ready to give the West to the LSU Fighting Tigers. Yet. I am not passing on Alabama either. But let me just play devil's advocate and let me go back your opening, which you said that Alabama lost two games the last second, right? Mm -hmm. How many games did Alabama win? Yeah, that's true too. Yeah. At the very back end, yeah. so yeah, so too. so Alabama, they had those two tough losses. 
They could have lost to A&M. Without Bryce Young. Oh, my God. They could have lost to Ole Miss. Oh, my God. Arkansas certainly didn't look good until no. Melrose had the long run. Yeah, yeah. So, but I'm like you, Mike. As long as Nick Saban is in that corner office yeah, yeah. and the recruiting continues to be what it is, you can't sleep on him. And we all know the motivation factor that he's going to use this year because he always does a great job doing that. So I'm still voting Bama number one. So so you're taking 10 and 2, no worse. That's what you're saying. Regular season. I think Alabama's probably going to lose maybe two games in the regular season. Yeah. So we were talking about the over being two and a half, and I'm taking – guys, I just – I think the league has – Caught up, if you will. A lot of those recruits that he's lost to Kirby, a lot of the ones on the defensive line he's lost to A&M, up front on both sides is where it is. And unproven quarterback. You take Bryce Young off of that team. I'm not saying it's over. I'm not saying they're going going to – but I'm saying, like we were talking about earlier, Alabama's in the kitchen up on a up on a chair, trying to get something out of the top, and it's wobbling a little bit. Pat Smith. All right, so so you're voting LSU. Is that what you're telling us? Absolutely. You're voting or A and M, but probably. Oh LSU. come on, you cannot be serious. Eventually. What time did you go to bed this morning? It was. You know, I said this. You know, I said this morning. It was yesterday. It was yesterday. Was barely Eastern time, but Central time. Um. No, I'm not. I think the you're West. crazy. You're are you seriously? Texas A&M won in the West. Mike, you need no, to revoke no, his. You weird. need to revoke no, his. No, no, I'm saying. Okay, I thought you were saying. LSU won. So you think Bobby Petrino is going to uh, turn it around for him? I think that their defense is going to be a top three to five defense. Okay, I, I, well, okay. The Miami game's big. Hey, I, I they got to go to Miami and be impressive, and then then we can start talking about it. I just I think all the recruiting and okay, let's say they don't. Let's say I'm wrong, which I could be. I am a lot. Is he gone? They got se- you got seventy seven million dollars ready to yeah, write yeah. a check. Yeah, hey, I don't. A and M does. He ain't coming. Well, I mean, I know A and M does, but it's it's just the point of. Are they ready to struck that check? Well, and here's a great question that I, I heard. Uh, I think it was Josh Pate on Late Kick talk about this past week. Let's say you're the Texas A&M booster who's told to the AD, look, I got the $75 million sitting in a bank account. If, if, if it's time to let Jimbo go, we'll go. Right. Well, maybe that booster comes up and says, you know what? I'd rather that $75 million go into our NIL initiative so we can get players. I want, I want better players. Why am I going to pay this guy to not coach? I want to start paying I want to help get the best players to Texas A&M. That's the best way to spend my $75 million. No doubt. I did find out a really, he's a really good tipper, Jimbo is. I did feel like I stalked it out last You saw me down there. I was stalking I him you. out last I told you. And, uh, and, and, and according to the valet guys, high level. High, high level tipper. And that made me feel good with all that money, man. <laughs> Uh, I hate we can do this all day, and we will, uh, but we do have to take a time out now for our affiliate stations down the line. We're out of time, guys, but we'll have more for you throughout the day on the podcast, Pressbox Radio 1. That's Pressbox Radio and the number one. Find the podcast wherever you find your favorite uh, podcast, and we'll be on that line as well, 24-7, PressboxRadio.com. This was fun, Bart. We got a day down. Uh, I say that. We got one morning down. How about that? Yeah. It's one down. Um, we're going karaoke. Like, you, you have a go-to? I'm sure you're a karaoke. Are you going with us? Oh, or? man. Oh, you man. Pat Smith, what's your go-to? you got to have a go-to. Uh, um, has so many options. Yeah, 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 I don't know. Yeah. Uh, you don't know? Are you a uh, 
you an Elvis kind of guy? We're going to do some Elvis. We're going to do... Well, we're you doing Sinatra. I was born in Tupelo. Yeah. Elvis yeah. and I. Tupelo, yeah, yeah. absolutely. A Tupelo yeah. boy. That's right. That's he right. is Pat Smith, three-man front. Find him there. Bart Heitch as well. B Heitch 22 on Twitter and uh, Facebook, Instagram. Yours truly, Mike Grace, live on the show is Press Box Radio 1. More coming from SEC Football Media Days. Thanks, gang.